My Hockey Hero is proudly supported by eBay Canada. My name is Dean. Ever since I was a kid, I collected hockey cards with spare change my dad gave me. As a black person, to see others like me on the ice inspired me. I didn't see myself as a black hockey player. I saw myself as a hockey player. They were my role models and showed me hockey is a game for everyone. When you're on a hockey card, it's, it's pretty cool. I've collected 100 rookie cards for NHL's black and biracial players, and I'm going to talk to all of them so you can learn their stories. Chris Beckford, TCU, was born in Ontario in 1984. He is a goalie who played for the St. Louis Blues in the 2007-2008 season. He also played a long career across the OHL, AHL, and ECHL. When I was younger, definitely had a baseball card collection, had uh, the hockey cards, obviously getting the cards of guys you grew up idolizing, watching play and stuff. So it's definitely something I was into. Let's meet the man from the card. <laughs> I mean, it, it brings back a lot of great memories, obviously, right? So my mom probably appreciates it more than I did at the time, but I'm just happy I ended up getting a rookie card and it's something I can always hold on to, right? So... Chris's family was new to hockey, but luckily there were opportunities for him to learn. I grew up with my mom, Chinese background, so we weren't a big hockey family growing up, but my grandma used to watch the Leafs every Saturday, so I guess that's kind of how I got into it. I wanted to play hockey, but my mom didn't really know where to get things started, so I ended up starting, I guess it would have been the can skate program or whatever back in the day um, at Seneca College, and then Started to learn how to skate, got into hockey. I was probably about five, five when I started. Got into hockey when I was about seven and just went on from there. Chris was drawn to being a goalie from a young age. It was pretty early on. I mean, my first year, I guess, you started out, everyone plays as seven-year-olds. I guess it was tight back then. So everyone rotates, they have a chance in that. And I just, I always loved the equipment, like the mask and stuff. So. Once it was my turn in that, I don't think I ever went back out again. I had some early success, but I, probably the biggest thing was I was getting tired of skating up and down the ice. You had the two-minute shifts. I'm sitting on the bench the whole time. It was just a way for me to be out there the, the whole game. Roller hockey was a game that Chris had easy access to. We played a ton of road hockey. I grew up in, I guess, a cul-de-sac, so we were a bunch of kids out there. Get the two nets set up, one on each end. But no, I, I hated going in that. So when we were playing road hockey, we played a lot of roller hockey back then too. I was, I was always trying to score goals. I ended up playing in the league for one year, but for the most part, it was just on ice. Chris was a AAA goalie and the Marlies were the next step up. And so my first year, you start out, I was seven, I guess it would have been house league. And then there was a select team and I guess the select team needed a goalie. So I put my hand up, ended up doing that, played the year there. And then my first year, actually, I. Tried out for our team back then was Richmond Hill Vaughn Kings. It would have been in the OMHA back then. Uh, I was trying out for the team. They had another goalie they wanted. He ended up not wanting to play on the team. I guess he wanted to play out a little bit. So he ended up going double A. So I got his spot. And then pretty much I was Vaughn King all the way up till I was probably 15, 14, 15. And then I played for the Marlies for two years. Even with a good support system around him, Chris did experience racism. You know, I, I think it's different for everybody. You know, obviously there's going to be situations of some racism involved. Um, 
but I, I was with a, I was with a pretty good coach and staff and there's a good support system around me. You know, it wasn't really tolerated, but of course, you know, you play against other teams, you get the occasional things said to you, but I, I wouldn't say that there are, you know, coaches I had that were racist where, you know, I wouldn't get an opportunity, but you know, I definitely, as I got older, you could feel it a little bit more, but not so much in minor hockey for me. Back then, it wasn't as big of an issue, right? It wasn't as mainstream. Like, it was something that people didn't really want to talk about, right? So a lot of the time, it would get handled behind the scenes. But, you know, from, from my perspective, I always felt that my coaches had my back. You know, my mom was always there for me. So I, I think the situation was handled pretty well. There's probably more instances than I, I even remember because you just kind of had to, it was almost like you had to let it go, right? Like, it's who are you going to tell? What are they going to do about it? And it was just kind of, cause a big issue and as a player you're just you know you're trying to make it and you don't one of the big things that you concern yourself with with is i don't want to be that guy who causes a problem and you know now maybe i'm not going to get an opportunity i deserve because they think it's just going to be an issue that they have to deal with right so i think a lot different now but back then a lot of the stuff just kind of got swept under the rug in 2001 chris was drafted to the ohl i was drafted to Guelph storm Back then, there was uh, the underage rules were different, right? So if you weren't in the first two rounds and you weren't eligible to play, so you know my 16 year old year, I needed to find a place to play, and St. Mike's gave me an opportunity, and uh, that's where I decided to go. I was hoping to get drafted, and then you know we had a pretty good season. I had a pretty good season, and you know I was selected by Guelph in the fifth round, and I get. You know, just got to go to camp, got the experience, and I was sold on the OHL. I don't know if my my mom was really sold on it, but you know, she said I, I was uh, I was I was always pretty good in school, so it was you know go to St. Mike's, we'll see what what kind of how things transpire from there, and you know, luckily enough, she she let me go play in the OHL. As a teenager, Chris had to balance hockey with his studies. Um, yeah, so back then, I, I know it's different now, but back then, anyone that played on, you know, the buzzers or the majors had to attend the school. So I, I was at the school full time. You go, you walk into St. Mike's and you can just, you know, feel it in the atmosphere, right? All the great players that have been through there. So it was definitely an honor to be able to put on that jersey and, you know, represent the M. My, my mom, she, uh, she, when I grew up, she was working at the U of T. So she was always pushing the school out all the way through um you know at, at 16 you don't really get any I, it was a little different for goalies you know they like to take them older but I went on a couple visits and I I was growing up watching all the OHL games I mean it wasn't a fight that she was likely gonna win Chris soon found a role model in Freddie Brathwaite so I I, I watched a lot of London um, I don't know if you remember Freddie Brathwaite used to play there, so I, I'd watch him. I guess it would have been on Global or whatever it was, the OHL Game of the Week type of thing. So, you know, every weekend I'd be watching that stuff, watching highlights. So. Not as easy as it is now to catch games, but I'd always find a way to find them. Back then, it's not quite as it is now. You know, there's a lot more, you know, um, minority players, right? But back then, there's it's pretty few and far between, so especially in net, so just getting to watch a guy, you know, look kind of similar to watch him be able to do it and have success. It definitely, it definitely inspires you and makes you believe that something that's achievable. Chris then played for Freddie's team, the Oshawa Generals. 
just that organization there's a ton of history there as it is so you know obviously growing up watching freddie lindros and all those guys it's it was close to my hometown right close to toronto so i was you know, i was really excited just to be in the league and have an opportunity to put that jersey on yeah i mean from what i remember we we played peterborough every year that i was there from what i remember and we ended up beating them so we were always a playoff team you know like we were kind of middle of the pack fourth fifth place around there so um i think my first year we were a little lower you know, one year we ended up playing belleville you know they had spezza in the lineup staging a bunch of bunch of guys I and mean, it didn't go too well for us but it was you know playing a team like that definitely helped help the following year and the rest rest of my ohl career the ohl taught chris important skills and gave him vital experience yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a huge learning experience, right? I mean, it's the first time you're really away from home. You know, you practice every day. It's it's a grind, right? So I, I think it really prepared me for to become a pro, right? Just you know, it helps you grow up, do the things you need to take care take care of the things you need to off the ice. Make sure you're always prepared, ready to play. So. I mean, it was just, it was a great experience for me. To be honest, I thought I was going to step in and, you know, be a top guy right away. And it was kind of a little bit of a wake up call, right? Like it's the first time you're, you're around the top guys and they're in different age groups. Now you're competing in the OHL, probably four or five different age groups. And, you know, you might be the best in your age group, but there's a whole nother world out there that you haven't seen. Right. So it was just, you know, if this is something you want to do, you're really going to have to put the work in. So I think. It was, a, it was a little bit of a wake-up call. I was lucky. I had a really good goalie coach, spent a lot of time with them, um, definitely helped in my development. So, you know, a lot of kids, are, they're in a rush to get to the next level. But, you know, I always tell them the sooner you get there, the sooner you have to be ready, right? So I think, you know, spending that time in junior, you know, helped me a lot, just prepare me for my first year pro. If you're enjoying My Hockey Hero and thinking about starting your own hockey card collection, I'd suggest you start with eBay. eBay is all about connecting communities and fueling passions. Because of its thriving card collector community, I was able to make my dream come true by collecting the rookie cards of the NHL's black and biracial players. Start your own collection at ebay.ca slash hockey cards. Soon, Chris found himself drafted to the American Hockey League. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought I was going to go a little higher. I think every player was six, you're going to go a little higher. But I did the whole interview process with a bunch of teams. Like, you do your workouts for the teams, but, you know, they don't really say much to you, right? So it's just kind of, you're just sitting there and just you hear your name called. So actually, my draft my draft was in Nashville. We didn't, I didn't actually go. So I was just, uh, I think it was day two of the draft, I think it was my birthday. So I ended up, you know, I had a bunch of friends over and I know it was going to happen. I ended up getting a call from Larry Plo and I just, you know, basically thought it was one of my friends playing a trick on me. So <laughs> it was super exciting, obviously, right? You know, it's a goal you set for yourself as a young kid and then being able to achieve it. I was, you know, I was one of the, one of the happier days of my life for sure. You basically just go where they tell you. <laughs> you don't have much of an option with it. Great experience getting to live and play in Alaska. I mean, it's something I'll never forget. Like I still love going up there with the family, seeing some some of the old fans, some of the guys I used to play with. I mean, it's just, it was, it was awesome.
Due to circumstances, Chris missed out on his first shot to the NHL. Yeah, I mean, so once you get drafted, you, you know, you uh, you'll attend rookie camp, rookie tournament. So I did that. I ended up getting the invite to main camp that year. So I guess pretty much from the time I, uh, I was drafted, you know, there's training camp every year. So that's kind of how we did it. And then my first call up, actually, I, I didn't make my first call up. I was in the East Coast League. We were playing out in Victoria. I guess the guy went down, so I got the call, and it was so late at night that I couldn't get off the island. I ended up missing that one. Luckily, his second game worked out. Then my second call up, I can't. I think we were on the road again. Um, I get the call. My flight ends up getting delayed, so <laughs> land in St. Louis. I got. They had to get a police escort bring yeah. me to the rink. I made it just in time for a oh. warm up, and then. I think I was there. I was there for a while, and you know, eventually I got to play. I don't remember if we won, but it, we were playing Chicago. It was, um, it was back when Kane and Taves were in their heyday. So I was, I just remember watching Patty Kane handle the puck in the corner, and just thinking to myself, "These guys are really good." I remember watching him do stuff with the puck and seeing it live and at that pace was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just. Most of my focus was just trying to make sure I was prepared if I ever got the opportunity, right? So I guess as I got a little bit older, you start to see a few more few more uh, black players come in. Like uh, Ryan Reeves was a rookie with us, so got to spend some time with him. You know, we had Hans Benson in Alaska. Justin Johnson was there as well. So there were a couple guys. I mean, all, the teams I played on, we were all close, so it was kind of didn't matter like what your background was. Chris believes that while hockey is more welcoming, other barriers are growing. I mean, you know, I think as a society, we're, we're making strides in the right direction. You know, the one thing that concerns me a little bit about hockey is not so much the racial aspect, just, you know, it's becoming quite prohibitive price-wise for a lot of, you know, young kids to play. So, I mean, obviously you've had Anthony on the show. It's something that he works hard to help out with. Um, and, you know, I think I think we need to, as former players, do everything we can to get the most people, more, like most kids that we can involved in the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, if hockey costs what it does now today, then I, I doubt that I would have got the opportunity to play, you know, just with our financial background. But, you know, there's there's a lot more programs now that are trying to help with that but you know i i still think that we have some way to go with it the one thing about you know growing up in toronto there's a very strong grassroots program here you know like pretty much when i was growing up every kid would be out on the street playing road mm -hmm. hockey you get introduced to it at an early age but depending on where you are in the u.s you know it can be it's not something that's common you don't see a lot of kids playing hockey or you know, they, they don't even, they just started covering it now with ESPN, right? But back then, you'd have to try and, when I was playing, you'd have to, you know, try to get the NHL network or something like that just to see highlights in the morning type of thing, right? So, Coaching has become Chris's new passion. Um, So I was, you know, just kind of just trying to figure things out. I came back and then, you know, I needed something to do. I can't just sit on the couch all day. So I started coaching. Um, one of my friends was coaching uh, one of the Marlies teams. So hopped on board with him, just working with their goalies. And then from there, I ended up, you know, joining Mississauga Steelheads, being a, full being a goalie coach with them. And um, 
had the opportunity to uh, start the hockey factory, an arena, you know, Stewie, Stewie's programs out of there. We do a lot of minor hockey stuff and just, you know, try to teach the kids and just pass along any knowledge I can. We work with, you know, kids of all different backgrounds. Um, obviously with hockey quality, I, I got to work with a few more, right? But um, yeah, I, I'd say, you know, they're all appreciative. They, they seem to listen to what I say for the most part. So, I mean, I'm just, just happy I get the opportunity to help out with them. I, I think I'll be, you know, as long as I'm breathing, I'll be involved in the game in some way. Um, you know, I, I really enjoy coaching, you know, working with the younger kids. So it's something I hope I can, you know, do for the foreseeable future. What advice does Chris have for a young player today? You know, the biggest thing for me is, you know, make sure you love the game and put the work in, right? If you're trying to get to the highest levels, it's, I always tell our guys, it's a lifestyle. So it's got to be part of, you know, your everyday life, part of the decisions that you make away from the rink. If that's something that you want to do, then it's got to be, you know, present in every decision you make. We're proud to be working with Hockey Equality. Hockey Equality is on a mission to create diversity at all levels of the game of hockey by lowering financial barriers for BIPOC female and other equity deserving youth hockey players. If you've been moved by the story shared on this podcast and want to help make hockey accessible to all, check out hockeyequality.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, but would like to dive deeper, then check out our extended version of this interview at Recognize Black Hockey Heroes of the NHL. You can click on the link in the show notes or find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can see the cards of the players in my collection at blackhockeycards.com. This has been a Podstarter production. production.